Welcome to the Cashless Cowboy, where we cover all things radio and Western lifestyle. Based here in Australia, but don't worry, we got some overseas guests coming in too. Let's get into it. Righto guys, here we go. Part number two of episode number 14 with Shane Kenny. That's right, part number two. So if you haven't listened to part number one, jump back and do so. But let's continue part number two of episode number 14 of the Cassius Cowboy with Shane Kenny. Let's do it. Like, like you just said, though, like you're following your parents' footsteps. But now you're making your own, and well, not not now, sorry, but then, then you made your own. Yeah, yep. You know. Yeah, well, that was my um my send off steps though. My send off present. I did uh, finish school in 1990, I guess, and mum said, "Oh, you going on the Christmas run?" I said, "Yep." She goes, "Well, right, here's 800 bucks. There's your entry fees paid. Good luck. Best you win some, because that's you." Yeah. Because I said, "I'm not going back to school." I'm Hopeless, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know, I went down there and I did good. That was that was me. I went went with Neville and never looked back. Um you know, uh Neville was like a dad to me. He looked after me, um treated me, you know, good, trained, roped, taught me how to win. Um he was uh his mindset was probably bordering on ignorance because yep. he was just that adamant. You could tell him that that cup was white and he'd go, no, it's black. He just, that was his mindset. You know, he'd kind of yep. argue, argue, argue the point, but, but that was just him. If he thought he was right and, and, um, and he knew what he wanted to do, that was, I'm just going to go and, I'm going to go and win it. Yep. I don't care. He won the the year he won Reno. There was a he was twelve something on three steers at Reno, and Oof. coming in the short round, someone oh, he did tell me, can't remember it was. Yeah. Anyway, they said, "Oh shoot, that's a bit of bad luck." He drew that steer. They rode past him twice or something. Goes, he'll be fine. I'll be three on him too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he jumps out and, and uh, you know, he was really, really good to me. Like, that way, um, probably, probably did, uh, I probably did become a cocky little shithead, I suppose, and need to kick in the ass. <laughs> but uh, it um, was, you know, that was just the attitude in, it was damn sure how, you know, everyone, you know, that was around Neville at the time, you know, he was the the roper and bulldogger and um, just, you know, we had, um, you know, those good guys. Vern McVicker was there. Lenny Kimber spent time there. Johnny Smith Jr. Um, Johnny Wiggles. Um, Frew, like Greg Frew, and he, he used to live out there at Neville's quite a bit. Um, you know, them guys actually, when I, I was thinking about the other day, uh, Johnny Smith had a an old horse, Noe, and 
Fru had bought some little calves just for me to rope, you know. I was, I don't know how, how old I was, sort of just a big kid. And they had these little, run these little calves in. And oh, man, I was just like, how cool is this? Like, yeah. Good horse. He was an awesome old horse, old Noe. He, um, yeah, he run out and roped calves. Because I used to, uh, I'd untie all the calves them guys. You know, they'd be roping calves. They'd rope calves there for hours and. I'd untie them and like hold them down and so hand them their picking string and then get a hold of them and slide them down the arena and try and groundwork them like <laughs> around the neck and that sort of thing. But um, but no, it was it was a good time there at Neville's. Um, things kind of turned a little bit sour. He got got himself in a bit of strife and at the time, I guess uh, you know, looking back on it, it was good for me because I didn't. I didn't actually know what was going on. I didn't want to be involved in any of that sort of stuff. And I mean, it, um, I'm damn sure if he had his time over again, he probably wouldn't have done what he did. But it was just a, a means to to try and make some money, I suppose. And it wasn't the right thing. They, they were sort of involved with some dodgy stuff and he ended up going to jail for a bit. And um, But at the same time, it was it was probably good for my life to realise that, you know, that's not... I don't need to be involved with that sort of no. stuff. I need to. It's not what I want to be. No, that's not what I want to be. And, and you know, it's as embarrassing as what it is um, for Neville. Like he's, you know, he's moved on and st so forth. And I seen him at the start of the year, and like me and him, sort of hadn't really talked in a, in a quite a while. And then his son come to home, and he run a bit of a bit of a muck there at home. With and um, you know, yeah, we sort of didn't talk, and then. Yeah, it was a bit of a bad deal, Awkward. but but at the same time, you know, he's still a very dear friend, and and I'll be forever grateful for for what he um, installed into me as a young man or young kid, you know, and and I've just tried to um, you know put down. that into other people as well, like yep. what he's taught me, you know, like it's it's not all about just swinging a rope, it's. It's it's the once again the driving. It's it's the yeah. it's the horses. It's the you know mm. how to the logistics all work and getting from A to B and doing what you need to do. Big yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, like you just said, you and you named a lot, a lot of good Australian champions there in your list, but them champions there of what turned you into the champion you are. You know, you are the most decorated cowboy in Australia. You know, like you've won. 15, this is just in the pro circuits, you know, you've won 15 all-rounds. No uh, one, like, you tell me who else in the world can say they've done that, let alone just Australia. Oh, Trevor must be close. He's around there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Brazil. But um, it uh, it all started, like, I guess in 87, you know, with the finals, I went to Lenny and then... 88, I team roped there. And 89, I went in the... In the I ended up I qualified in the calf roping in the tie down roping I did good um, in 90 I uh, I think I was runner up for the average I had the average shot shot to pieces and I didn't actually even see it I wrapped this calf's calf running down there because they got the jerk down rule and I've reached out and sort of roped him he's just gone off to the right a bit and I bloody got sort of half turned and didn't quite get a clear go off my horse and jerked him down and I was like 
that was freaking devastated. <laughs> mm. They flagged flagged me off anyway, so it was that was that was fine. So then the next year I come back was ninety one. It was um, sudden death, and and uh, that was the first year I won the tie down the calf open title, and um, I was actually runner up to, for the all round that year. Troy Dunn won it, and he won the bull riding, I guess, and he was riding bareback horse at that stage too. So so I was like. You know, I've got a bit of a chance at this. I can probably, you know, have a go. And um, we went to the finals in Sydney in 92, and I won five. Uh, they had six rounds that year. I won five rounds the car for open. I was second in the other round. Yeah. So I nearly cleaned house in that. So that was pretty cool. Um, Neville and I, we team roped there, and we actually roped a couple of steers one way, and then we switched. <laughs> I don't know. There must have been a rule back then because I was like, oh, we were having hell. <laughs> so we said, we swapped over and we ended up um, getting a couple of checks in that. And then uh, I think I must have got a check in the Bulldog and something. Like it was, it was, the Bulldog wasn't good that year. 93, um, 93, geez, I can't remember. Owen Dunn won the all round in 93, I reckon, because it was a Wangaratta. Uh, which is Troy's brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I won the calf rope in that year and can't remember what I did in the bulldog. And it was sort of, it's it's funny, like people always remember the, the years that, um, you know, oh, you've won 15, you've won this. But there's been a lot of times that I've been... So close. So close yeah. so far, but like... The, the chances, you know, and that's the thing, like, you've got the opportunity to, that's all you want, that's all you dream for, is the opportunity to, to do it, it's and it. if you, if you get, if you get, if you get there, well, that's the reward, if you don't, so be it, let's go next year, that's it, that gives you the drive, oh, you know? yeah, exactly, yeah, that's, that's the, you know, geez, I can, I can do it, yeah, well, I kind of, I wanted to end on that, and I went the wrong way about it. I wanted to go your one, your two, your four, your thirteen, your fifteen, but I just jumped. I was like, I just jumped straight into your round. But you've also you've won one head and title, you've won two healing titles, you won four steer wrestling titles, and you've won thirteen rope and tie titles. Yep, yeah. that's a list and a half. Yeah, yeah. I won the rookie in ninety. Yeah, I won the rookie in ninety. I won um I won a head and title in two thousand fifteen with Brendan Kenny. We got we had a good year. We'd had a the year before we were close to, same thing. We you know, we we were sort of knocking, we thought, you know, we're we're building, we're building, we're getting stronger, we're and um yeah, anyway, then in fifteen we we finally got there. Um two thousand and five and two thousand and ten, I think Jeff Miller and I we same deal. I was healing for Jeffrey at the time. Um, I, I still remember to this day. It was the last at the Gold Coast in 2010, I guess, and and the year before we had we had a good chance. So I think we might even went in leading the last round, and and I'm sort of you know getting a bit nervous about this, thinking oh, it's just this healing stuff. It's you know, and I thought you know what, I've got about a second maybe to worry about this. I've just got to. W- See how he goes, and if he catches this sucker, <laughs> then I need to do my job. <laughs> like, mm. so I really don't. I need to just back off and forget about it, and just 
it'll be what it is. Have fun. Yeah. So do what we're here for originally. Yeah. Yeah. So that was um, that was pretty cool. Like Jeff and I have been um, good mates for years. Like Jeffrey helped me. You know, I'd stayed in Tamworth with Jeffrey, and um, you know, we'd been good mates and. Uh, pretty cool to win a couple of titles with Jeff and I mean he's won I think he's won six head and titles something like that he's you know been um pretty uh pretty much one of the the high-end guys I mean you know he was um good horses rope good rope you know smart like sort of thing so yeah um and uh yeah the bulldogging well that's you know, Neville's got six titles, six Steerison titles. Um, Barry Graveton's got four. Gary McPhee's got four, and I got four. Um, I plan on, I'm going to have five after this time next week, and that'll be me. You I'm take done. Take away from H. Yeah. Oof. H will be done. H's yeah. got plenty more years left in him. He's got plenty more years. <laughs> young, young fella. Yeah. So now I figured uh, I'm 45. I bulldog my first year when I was 15, and. Um, yeah, I dislocated my shoulder last year. That sort of took a lot of strength out of me roping and um, took a bit of my game away on that. Um, my hip, I got a spur on my left hip and it's, it agitates. It's, it's been getting sort of worse and worse. Um, I had both knees done and I just figured I need to um, try and... Uh, prolong my roping career a bit longer and, and enjoy it and, I don't need uh, to step off or anything like that yeah you know like I, I love bulldog and it's you know it's one of them things you you know when it's there's not, no better feeling like you when you're on when you're on you're, you're on, on. Yeah. it's like yep. how good's that it's pretty cool but um, you know I guess there has always got to be an end to the story so it's uh, I think it's my time yeah yeah well you're saying at, at, you've won all that and then to back in the box two weeks ago at a jackpot and stuff like that. Like, you are one of the most... You, you go from all over Australia. You are a million-dollar cowboy. Yeah, been very fortunate to um, probably... Yeah, won a bit over that with, you know. Yeah, it's been it's been a good... Uh, good innings. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. That's And that's a, you know, takeaway. I mean, all them things we just read out and that of what created it but take away all that and if that was the one thing that you got introduced as the only cowboy in australia to ever win over a million dollars that's probably that's yeah that's one of the coolest things i think like regardless of all the titles like it's you know that's something that people go oh wow that's yeah let's you know, stop and watch this cowboy. Yeah, yeah this guy must be all right yeah just right. Money talks, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, well, walks. Yeah. So, yeah, like it's um, you know, people go, oh, yeah. So it's it's amazing the amount of um, people that you know we've done a um, couple of TV shows and different things, but they, I guess it's kind of like chainsaw. People only started to realise the great animal at the end of his career. Yeah, because you know it built. And Calm built. down, you're not at the end of your career yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, but you know, like I know exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and these young well, guys are getting there. They were me 20 years ago. That's it. You know, that's that's what it's about. It's it's got to be turned into the to the you know the next future. generation. The hands like always got to have a future. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, 
Well, like just said, million dollar cowboy. Like what? What do you do to get yourself focused? You know, like you just said before, like you're at the finals two weeks ago at the ATRA. You know, this weekend here, you you call this a jackpot weekend, but then in five days, you back in the box for round number one. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, it's a good question because I was listening to a thing on Joe Beaver the other day and, um, you know, his motivation was just, you know, at the end, like getting to the finals and, and just having that last chance, you know, at the at the finals. And, and um, big, uh, big players make big plays on big play days. That's sort of one of the things that I always... It, it makes you lift, it makes you strive, it makes you want to be that... And, you know, to have the have the chance to be the Australian champion. Like, that's, that's to me, that's what it's all about. Like, um, you know, you have your, your routine, your... I don't... I, I think it's the calf rope coming at me. I don't like being dirty clothes or whatever i like to have you know have a shower have a clean shirt on and clean pair of jeans and have your horse looking good and feeling good and um you know be relaxed and and enjoy what what you're doing like it's just one of them things that give you the drive to to you know to keep trying to keep getting better and um the want the want the want to win yep. yeah and that's your biggest thing too is it's got to have that drive and that want yeah yep and you've got to be able to, and that's something that like jeff um jeff miller always he sort of you know it's not so much the uh rope the rope and that's what he used to tell me rope the rope and. so you get cocksure and oh yeah i'll just run out here and try and be eight flat in this calf here and you know when you only need to be 12 you know pure, yeah you know 10 like yeah. whatever just just run down there and do your job like you know yep. it's, and don't get in front of yourself and that was sort of something that um you know i always tried to emulate if i needed to be if i need to be nine flat well it'd be nine flat if I need to be as, uh, well, Gouge was 7-3 or something like that, and I need to be 7-2, so I was 7-2. Yeah. It was just, that was just how it was. It was just, it, you know, in your brain to to try and uh, emulate that. And, um, and it but didn't not, not put yourself in the position where you're rushing too. Yeah, that's right. You yeah, know, yeah. like a big thing that, and it's me tomorrow is is one of the things that I need to really, really do is once I because I've been struggling flanking my calves. Once I flank my calf, is not rush myself because then I'm I'm straining on my legs and I'm not I'm not getting my my gather properly. You know, it's slow is smooth, smooth is fast. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. like for me tomorrow, like get my flank, <sighs> my gather, and just like even count to myself, like you know through the motions don't oh, be it's, you, you can't know, skip it doesn't matter what it is you know it's timing position and it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're riding a bareback horse or a, a bull or whatever if if they've got timing 
um, you know, and and their body position is in the right place at the right time and yeah. set up. That's how things happen. It just rolls, you know. That's it. It's one, two, three, four. You yeah. can't go one, five, six, one, yeah. two. There's, there's steps in it, and yeah. um, you know, like uh, yeah, you you see it all the time. You can tell when people are tapped off riding a a good bucking horse or a, a good bull or something, you know, and or bulldog and a steer or, or you know healing healing's probably more so much because you can tell when they're in time and everything's just lined out and you can watch them good guys like them steers will just get cocked and they'll just them front feet will get out of the way and they're just waiting for them back feet and they just yeah gotcha thank like you watch, watching liam today like i was like i said before i was flagging when slip was riding but pj and i was sitting there and then there's a steer with you and he was a waspy steer Mm. And he's he had more side steps in than Jonathan Thurston. <laughs> like this this steer, and to, for me to to watch a steer go behind your horse is something that I've I've never in my time and watching you, yeah, I've never yeah, seen yeah. that happen. Yeah, you know. And this steer's behind you, and then he's just taking this big leap out to the right. He's all over the place. <laughs> and and Liam's just gone. That's got to do me. Yep. Put in, and he pulled the leg out, and he beat on himself for it. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I should have waited." I'm like, "If you waited any longer, you were hitting the fence." That's right. Yeah, yeah. you know. And yeah, then that's the eye of the tiger, but that's it. Look out for the next one because like, to to yep. the next year with you. Yep. He goes, "I missed my first rap." Yep. And beat on himself because he didn't get his first dally. Yep. Like he he had to take a second rap on his dally. Yeah. You know. Like, you just nailed that thing on the corner. Yeah. Like, yeah. pantyhose the heck out of it. That's right. Yeah. You're the, one of the best healers in Australia right now, and you're beating on yourself for, for missing your first rap on your dally. Yeah. That's just going back to push and that drive to be better and better and better. That's right, yeah. That's what, you know, um, it's hard not to dwell. You know, you, you just got to forget what's behind you and look what's in front of you and um but that also can drive you to push harder and you know try harder and and yep. uh be better yeah 100 yeah, percent. definitely well we're um one of the things i did want to talk to you about and it's it's completely up to you as to how much we do talk about and go into but yourself and, and Shane Iker have had a big thing to do with calf roping in Australia and keeping it going as a sport. You just spent a lot of time with the RSPCA and everything like that to, to keep it keep keep the actual sport itself going. You know, you you did a you actually did a study with um you got all the right people out that you needed to and you did a study with your calves that are broken in and stuff and then calves just going through a set of yards. Yeah, that's right. We um, and I guess we're passionate about our sport and um, the misguided thoughts, I suppose. And and when people are so set against something that you do or your thoughts, or it, you're never going to change their opinion. So. To me, it doesn't. I don't really care what they think, um, but we wanted to prove that you know um, we were lucky enough that the that they'd actually manned in that had come to us from the RSPCA to do all the um, blood samples and so forth. And and at the time, 
we'd brought calves back from Gympie, so we kept some that we didn't break in. We kept others that had been broken in, and we had them separated, and they're on the same feed and water and everything. So it was sort of... And so what they did is they took a, a sample of their blood before they were roped. They took a sample of their blood directly after we'd tied them, and then they took a sample of their blood at the catch pen. So they had like three samples. Yep. And that was for the cars that were being run? Yep. Yep. And then they took a sample of the calves that uh, would just run into the race, and then they took a sample at catch the catch pen. pen too. Yep. And as the normal everyday person, such as myself or yourself, when the report come back, like it, it was a very minimal change in, in the in the um, stuff but they jumped up and down and made a bit of a song and dance over it but I thought at the time and it, and this is the problem with all the stuff that they do we are very open on what we do with our sport and what we what we um, do with the animals and so forth but they're very pig-headed and not understanding to the industry on what we do how we do it why we do it or what is the reason that we do things, you know? Yeah. And um, since since then, Shane's been more involved. I've actually sort of haven't been involved uh, with the the direct. I'd been the director for twenty more years, and I remember twenty two or three years. I've been on the board of the APRA. And, uh, not to any thanks to them people there at the moment, but. Um, but it was, you know, it was very justifying for us to get that done, and and the results come through, and 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 now we still have that. We have, we actually have something, and we've we created the um, the roping device, you know, like to uh, Clive Hanrahan um, did all the tests on that, and we've created a standardised roping device, and I think that we're actually in front of any else in the world because there's nowhere else that has one i was literally just about to say we're the only country that that has a jerk down rule a drag rule and and yep. run a device yep. everyone else is just straight to the whole knot that's right yeah and you for know those at home who don't who don't know what the device we're talking about here just explain the device okay so it's basically like a uh safety harness i think because clive's actually um mines rescue underground mining and it was something to do with a Repelling gear. Yeah, abseiling yep. sort of thing, like yep. a deal like that there. And the first few protocols he turned up with, they were a bit out of, they were yeah, about a foot long, a bit wild looking anyway. And we, we changed them around and then we'd run the rope through once. And then we, oh, just so many different things we tried and did. And, and we finally, you know, I believe that we've come up with something that's, um, you know, it's the thing about it is it's a standardised piece of equipment and it's not a backyard made one that you can make your nah. your version of or I can yep. make my version of. It's you know, you buy it off the shelf. Um, they've done all the testing well, they're, with they're not actually even on the shelf, they get made when you order them. That's right, yeah. 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 And they've done the testing like the drop zones and, you know, worked out how much it stops the calves. But you know, and the other thing too, like when I when I started um roping calves when I was a kid, like the calves back then were I don't know, 120, 130 kilos, like big, big calves, like Mount Isa, 
They're on little bullocks in up there. They used to be... <laughs> Cut the horn yeah. off them, they're good to go. Yeah, they were like... Oh, some of them, I reckon, were 150 kilos. But the sport has, you know, evolved. And, um, you know, we, we probably roped calves that are just, you know, right on that 100 kilo mark, which they've got to be by the thing. But the ropers, you know, are getting off holding their slack because they want the calf standing so they can be faster. And, you know, they're, they're trying... The styles are st- the the bigger the car. Sports evolving. That's right, and the 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 bigger it used to always be. Like back in the day, they were fresh calves, probably hadn't been tied, whatever else. You know, haven't been through a race, haven't haven't been conditioned. That's what I call the wording is conditioned. So that you know they've been run through the race. They know where the catch pen is. They've been tied. They've been roped. You know, they used to just pretty much come in fresh straight off mum out of some old farmers herd and yeah. run them in and then you know one and so the deal was like that you know them guys had they had hard stopping horses and they'd run out there and they would rip them over and try and get them in the ground yeah get them in the ground and then dig them out of the ground and then tie them up and then that was sort of ha- that was the style of roping whereas now it's it's changed you know we've got good calves everything's nothing kicks it's all you know it, it's it is a uh, uh, definitely a a speed event like it's you know it's the fastest guy wins and um you know and that's sort of something that's changed a lot i I think like you know and even the rope and steers like you know when i first started they were big heavy things and they were kind of like little baby dinosaurs like they were big (laughs) big things and you know whereas now it's they're whippy and they're good and it's and it they just don't understand the difference it makes on your horses as well yeah you know like that's the thing like we actually have to look after our horses and and um you know so a, a bigger calf's a bit harder on your horse whereas a little calf and you and you're holding your slack you can you know you're taking the jerk the calf's not getting jerked and it's not hurting them it's not hurting your horse Everybody's happy. Like it's, it's, a, it, I think it's a great thing. And same as the steers, you know, like little steers, the roping's faster, the cattle handle quicker. It's, it's not as rough on the cattle. You know, you, you see it time and time again. Um, you know, you see a little baby that falls off a chair or something. They just pick them up and they, no worries. Mm. But if you see a sixty-year-old man fall off a chair. You're probably going to have to ring the ambulance. Exactly. Because <laughs> he's going to be hurt. You know? yep. There's a difference. And that's, Big, the, that's yeah. the difference that people don't understand with, with the cattle and, you know, what, why we do it, how we do it, and, and the reasoning. So, yeah. It's, yep. it's, been a, it's been a bit of a journey, but it's been a, a good one, I think, for the association or for the sport. Yeah. So, in, in saying all that, where do you see not... not saying the pros nra abcra any of it where do you see rodeo in australia heading right now with the way everything's head following that's a good question um it's probably getting it, it has uh what do you call it it has peaks ups and downs and i think we're kind of on a, on a bit of a down at the moment actually yeah like um you know the the finals when they're at the Gold Coast, look, everyone wanted to go to the Gold Coast. It was just, it was awesome. It was great, you know. It was building and 
people there and you know you're on the gold coast like how cool is this yeah under yeah. the jupiters all yeah that there. at the casino and yep. doing all the stuff and it was really good more um, of an american atmosphere to it too than what it is now you'd reckon oh for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was definitely you know like there was yeah it just had the the thing it was sort of um Boondal was exactly the same you know it had the had the hype you know but um but like the ABC, they're probably struggling a little bit. The finals at Tamworth, you know, it's um, it's just yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it's sort of. I just think that uh, we probably all need to sit back and maybe start writing a bit of stuff down, a bit of pen and paper, and trying to make things just Pick come up with up something. You know, there's got to be something that we can. Definitely, um, you know, we rodeo is a funny thing. It's a very funny thing, and I say this people all the time. People don't understand. You know, you get the local football club or the local school, P and C, whatever it be, and they're going to run the rodeo. Yeah, that's great. So they run it as a fundraiser. So everyone comes, does the stuff, um, go to the rodeo. Oh. Yeah, we made sixty thousand dollars. You know how good's that? But then next year, when we go to the rodeo, they don't go. Oh well. Okay, we made sixty, so let's put ten back into the prize money for the cowboys. Yeah. Just a little bit. So you know, instead of it being a thousand dollar rodeo, let's put up two thousand. Well, let's put up three thousand. Let's put up. You know, like Nebo. I've always been up Jared. Um, and you know, Dogara. Like Nebo's really awesome rodeo. And um, but he's just kept building it, and that's what annoys like sort of frustrates me as a cowboy because it's it's a catch twenty two I suppose because you're you're running a, an event for a group that are trying to fundraise, but at the same time the cowboys need they need rewarding as well. Yeah, that is why everyone's there. Yeah, you know, like my dad used to say to me, oh, I went to Kyabram and. 1970 and it was 350 bucks up then and you guys go to Kyber in 2017 or 18 or 19 or whatever it is and there's 1200 up for the the um time the the money the dollar these days well back then they were probably paying 18 cents a litre for fuel exactly you know we're hoping for the same money but paying twice as much to get there that's what Neville always used to have a go at me he said oh See you guys, you know, you won 50000 That's pretty good, isn't it? He goes, yeah. Yeah, I was winning that back in 77. Mm. <laughs> Paying 38 cents a litre. Exactly, yeah. Costing me entry fees $300 were to get from one end of Australia to the other. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's sort of... Not that's where that's where I find it a little bit tough with the with the rodeo thing. And I mean, I'm on a rodeo committee. I'm a rodeo... It's, it's sort of hard because I, I wear a... I'm on a rodeo committee... I'm a contractor, I'm a cowboy, I sort of wear three hats yeah. and I can see the whole, the big picture. But then when I go to events and I think... Why are we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? Them guys need to actually pick their game up and put a little bit more money back in, you know? Yeah. Like Comet, little town, there's probably, I don't know, 150, 200 people and then they have a deal, that they put $50, I think it's $50 or $100 every year to jack their money up. And it's like, well, that's pretty cool. Like, it, it, 
it's gained. It's you know, it's growing. It's yep. it's not just staying where it is. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, that's exactly where we need to be heading in that direction. Otherwise, it's 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 not really looking good. Well, it's know. a hard. It's you know, and that's what people don't understand. Okay, so you got you got uh, you got a kid that wants to get in the sport. Okay, cool. Right, mate. Here's your fifteen thousand dollar horse. There's your three thousand dollar saddle. Oh, we need to spend another fifteen hundred for a bit and a set of boots, rope, rope can. Yep. Easy. Oh yeah, you want some you want a rope, some calves, okay. So we'll go and buy you yep. ten calves there, it's another three thousand gone. We need a practice arena, so we'll yep. go and buy two hundred panels and oh by the way, we've still got to feed these horses and cattle. Mm. <laughs> and, right and now that's the most expensive part of it all. Exactly, yeah, it's it is. And um, you know, and you think we still need a trailer to get down the road. Trail and a truck, and you're going, yeah. wow, before you know it, this guy's just put 100,000. Like, and you yeah. don't, oh, I don't you realize don't see it. it. Like, until you sit back and think, that's pretty tough. And then you think, okay, so he's got this much investment. And he, if he goes and has a great year and he wins 20,000 like Campbell has this year, hmm. Where's that add up? Yeah. Yeah. And like it was uh, pretty funny. I know the World Cup when the World Cup rodeo in seventy seventy eight, I think it was, in eighty eighty one or eighty. Like my dad won a lot of money there and didn't get paid. Um, but that you know, if that actually had a went ahead and John Singleton run that one there, and it was a really big deal. But then the next one was uh, I've, I've heard that many different theories and stories but it was the same time that uh one day cricket come in and because singleton was in on the one day cricket thing and Kerry packer and all that though it was all the you know like but they actually had the rodeo right there like it rodeo could have went boom bigger than yeah the cricket you know it's it is a you know uh you know something that you would watch in you know an hour on tv and you know see a full rodeo be pretty cool is that in in Australia, is that doable nowadays? Like I know you guys tried to create a roping, and the same reason with the big show, it just it didn't get supported enough for it to come through. But is it doable now to kind of try and bring the World Cup back and be in touch with Channel Channel Nine's biggest sports? Yeah, well, you know, be in touch with Channel Nine. You know, even contact like Foxtel, Oscar, anyone. You know, even even create a fearless, create a Netflix series, you know, in Australia and bring in the best in the world to yeah. Australia and try and cr- make that happen. And like, is is that even with? Well, it's a funny thing. It's funny you say that because um, it's it's. Oh. The, the TV stuff, like, um, we are going to rodeo up Bowen River anyway. I was wheeled around the corner here and truck and come off the top of this hill and I was probably going a bit fast anyway. The policeman was going the other way and I'm just driving along and the next bit I realised, oh, set off He's beyond angry, me. angry lights. So anyway, wheels over the side of the road. It took a while because it wasn't, you know, I couldn't sort of pull off and he's followed me and the next minute he's just... When I pulled off with the top, he's just 
parked right in front of me, cut me off, so I couldn't take off. Must thought I was going to do a runner, I don't know. So anyway, we gets out, and he's like, oh, I need your logbook. I said, yeah, mate, here, you have a logbook. Licence. He's reading it. He says, where are you going to, mate? I said, oh, I'm going to Bowen River Rodeo. Oh, yeah, righto. Hmm. He said, were you at Mount Isa in 1992? And I think this was, like, probably 2013 or 14 or something. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was, you know, but he says, are you at Mount Isa in 1992? I said, Fair chance. <laughs> yeah, I think I was, actually. I think I might have won the all-round. There he goes, I reckon you did. He said, i got the video, the VHS. I'm thinking, oh, that's a while ago. <laughs> he said, i got the VHS and the stubby cooler. He said, I've seen you on there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right, mate. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Anyway, we had a bit of a look, and he sort of asked me a few questions about all the cattle, and, you know, and I said, oh, yeah, right, no worries. He said, oh, look, you're only, I said, well, speed limit, mate, I can't. 103, I said, I'm flat out. Oh, you're doing a little bit better than that, but he said, that's all right. He said, probably coming off that hill there. I said, yeah, no worries. Anyway, so he gets back from Bowen River, gets to home, drops the horses and stuff off, and we're actually going through back down to Gympie, and um, Dale Cave and mate rings me and says, oh, the coppers are in the main street there. I said, yeah, it's all right, mate. So I'm going to duck down to McDonald's. I'll pull in and get a coffee and... So pulls up there, next minute this car just runs straight up beside me. I'm thinking, what the hell? Our mate gets out and comes running back. He said, how'd you go? <laughs> and then I realised, because he was undercover yep. cop. He was like, in, a, in an undercover car. And yeah. I'm thinking, who are you? What? Oh, yeah, I know you. Yeah, yeah mate, end up second. Eh? It was, yeah, we, we did all right. We had, you know, we had a good week. Oh, yeah, good stuff, mate. I just seen you there. I was, righto. So anyway, drives out the road there, and sure enough, he gets on the 15, 20k out the road, and he's got someone wheeled over on the side of the road there, writing him out a ticket, and because I couldn't help myself, I come past, and I'm just <laughs> on the air horn, like, boop, boop, and then he's waving and laughing. I thought, isn't that amazing, like, all because of that video. Video. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it's one of them things, like, uh, but getting back to the, the, you know, it's only... Because it's been probably, people have been, I don't know, not misused, but it's a hard thing, that the TV stuff, like it's just to get that, that right person in and the right promotions and, and the right, you know, you look at the, the PBR, it's, it's all done right, it's, you know, and it's pretty cool to sit there at home, like we watch it when it's on TV and stuff, the, the bull ride and that, you know, and um, I think, I really think that you would get a following because people are sports mad, crazy. Yeah. Want to sit at the pub and watch it, watch it. You yeah. know, that's what you know. They've everyone's got a bit of cowboy in them. That's it. They're all, whether whether they're good enough to be a cowboy, but they they want to think that they're a cowboy or a cowgirl. They oh, exactly yeah, yeah. Back in the day, you look at you look at every like this this week at Warwick. You walk down there tomorrow. Just another town. You walk down there Thursday. That's right. She's a different ball game. Exactly. It's yep. everyone brings out the hat. Yep. They bring out. They polish the boots. Yep. It's and it's 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 in the spirit of the town, especially exactly. Warwick. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I, I would love to to see. And I mean, I would as little as I am and have no experience or knowledge in any of it. I'd love to be a part of it, let alone see it. 
but I'd love to see something like that happen. And it, it kind of it needs to happen for Australian rodeo. We need to, to really go, what are we doing here? You know, like, we're not doing enough. What do we need to do more? Definitely, yeah. Definitely. That can keep the future. Yep. And that's the thing. Like, we, have, we do have a lot of talent in Australia. Like, um, you know, to go further with it and to go to the states and and you know look look at scotty johnson i mean kid from barora had nothing i mean i mean i was at i think in 96 we were at reno and in the back of jono's van there we were <laughs> hanging out and <laughs> that was about all he had like and then to go to the finals and do what he did and you know but there's so many people that uh that way here now like it's and it's that's the that's kind of the problem i suppose um the rough stock side of things them guys you know they can go to college they can it's 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 a big job and it is a job but that's what people need to understand like it think people think that you just buy a plane ticket to america and you've got it made oh we'll see you in december at vegas you know like it's um we went back in 2008 at the time we'd had the horse flu just before that, and anyway, I said to Landrider, come on, we'll go. I said, I think I've got one, because I, I was there in 98 was the last time I was there, I guess. And So it was 10 years on, and I, I thought, well, you know, if we're going to sell up and go, this is this time. Is time. Like, yep. it, this is this is getting told something. So so anyway, we went back, and um, friends at... Uh, I stayed with an Oakdale there, Mike and Susan Batchgalupi at the HBB. We um, called in there and seen Batchy, and you know, so the, that was our first rodeo. And I just still remember, like, we got in the night before, and then, oh, the alarm went off 4 30 or 5. I thought, this is no different to going to work. Exactly. <laughs> this yeah. is a job. Like, I'm thinking, it was way more fun when I was younger, like ten years ago. But it's, <laughs> like, it's not now. Like the body clock's to... not the same as what it used to be. No, exactly. You yeah. know, that's why I always used to ring um, Luke Branquino when I was at the mine. I'd say, "Oh well, I got 161 for the year. How much you got?" He goes, "I'll tell you after them ten days in Vegas." Yeah. But um, for them guys over there to do what they do, and and I tell you what, I take my hat off to them because it's 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 no walk in the park. It's it's a tough tough gig like it's 100 percent. it's you they know it. it's that and more like to to get there and even just to get there once like that's awesome it's unbelievable like and uh i suppose you know going back to it's like over here i suppose it's no different to the different associations and you know i, I don't care I, I hold my allegiance uh, allegiance with the pro rodeo I, I class it as the the best association it's it's the cowboys association because you know just on the prize money the ad back and all that sort of thing and it's run you know by cowboys and um it's all about the cowboys but i feel that the better cowboys are in that association hands down to win a you know, I don't. I've won an ABCRA buckle. I don't even tell no one that. Not that I'm not proud of it. I won three rounds in the average to win it. Yeah. But I was pretty pumped at the time. But um, to me, just growing up as a kid, it, that was all it was. It was you know that and and them guys that 
come through the ranks, you know, um, Glenn Morgan, great guy. Ted, uh, he's like the the Bob Tolman of Australia. He's uh, announcing now, like, you know, I was listening to uh, Bob Tolman the other day and the thing that he said, you know, I need to do my job better to make you do better. And I'm th- I thought, that's Bob. that's what an... That's, yeah. an, that's an announcer, isn't it? Like that's what it's is about. Like it's it's exactly. lifting people up, and they yep. and they do, you know. Morgs like I still remember back in the nineties when he used to do Mount Isa, and it was like, man, how cool is this? Like it was it was great. But Glenn had you know been in the ABC, but then he went pro, turned pro, and he he did good. Frank Green was the same, um, you know. Ike, same thing. Shane Iker, you yep. know, been in the CRCA for all his life and then turned pro and One went, best. And went and won it and they've all done it you know yeah. but, but that's the stepping stone so that's what i'm saying it's no um that's why i just hold the uh, the apra a little bit higher you know at the top you know it's yeah. to yeah. me it's the the one but i mean nothing's perfect there either like it's it's you know everyone's always got work and things to do with you know, doesn't matter in life. I suppose it's you know you're always working at things to try and get things better and and make it better. So, but um, the, the rodeo side of things, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, the big show, Wayne and Melissa McGee, like that really just turned the team rapping world upside down. It was it was unbelievable. Oh, massive. it was awesome to be there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, a couple of little, you know, it, they were close, so close, but so far and but if it had of you know and that was sort of we tried running that rope in last year we sort of wanted to just kick it along and and build it up but um we didn't even get off the ground so why no um, melissa did better than us yeah <laughs> but um that sort of things you know like as in the rodeo industry i suppose um you know we need to have them them uh peter jackson series it was awesome the Peter Jackson cigarettes. We used to have. Uh, they had a heap of rodeos that they'd sponsor, and Rocky Royale and Townsville and IndyCar are on the on the Gold Coast. You know, won like five grand there in one day. Like it yeah. Was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, it would be really cool, and like I said, it's to be a part of. But to to see that come back, you know. But like even like, what's the major sponsor in Warwick now? Uh, don't really know. Actually, off the top of my head, I know Big W used to be, but I don't know if they are now because I think the Greenies. <laughs> but like even cut them down. Like Forex, I don't think Forex even like Bundaberg Rum used to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. like all the major things. You know, like Peter Jackson smokes. Like nowadays, that they, they the rodeo doesn't want that. No, because it's not a good face for them. Yeah, but. Yep. They were the faces that kept Rodeo going as good as they were. That's right, yeah. You know? Well, like it was so like the Marlboro Man, like the, all the Cowboys, they were, you know. Billy Hughes was, um, I think I roped at Toowoomba Rodeo. It was Toowoomba St. Vincent's Rodeo. We did it. And then next weekend, we must have went to Kingaroy. And I roped with Scotty Blocks with my old Bronco. I lived down here. We actually won a check. I was 12-year-old. First, second pro rodeo, you know, how cool is this? But Billy Hughes was the Marlborough man, and he actually got killed in a car accident just over here at Allera. But, um, you know, 
what the Marlborough man and Marlborough like did for rodeo like yep. back then was massive. Yeah, you know it was. Um, now, like even like Marlborough hasn't got a. Well, they're not like, allowed to. They haven't got a face. They haven't got a logo. Bloody government! <laughs> you look at the, the, all the smoke packets now. They haven't got their logos no, or anything. No, you know, they so how their brand? Ha, how can a, a company like that be a face of something as big as the Australian Professional Radio Association's national finals? Mm. What are they going to plaster it with? Yeah, it's right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it'd be really good to see a company come on board that everyone's happy with. I guess you'd say to the point where. You know, you can't have an alcohol company because it's promoting... be politically correct. Exactly. That's, that's exactly <laughs> in the, the word perfect world for. that we live in. Exactly the word I was looking for. Yeah. It's the, yeah. a, a company that is a politically correct company that has the backing to be able to produce radio back to what it was. Like you just said, you won five grand in one night yeah. at Indy. Yeah. We need that. Like, it would be so cool to see that back. And I, I'm nowhere near the man to do it. Yeah. You know, but... And heaven forbid someone listens to this podcast, and if you are, reach out to us. By the way, <laughs> um, give us a ring and go. Like <laughs> we'll help you. Out. What do we need to do? Let I'm I'm in. Yeah. What do we need to do? To, that's all to it make takes. It just takes that one person that's got the got the nouns the knowledge and the and the know and the go forward, and they don't look back. So just go if ahead. you get a phone call from this, like. Make sure you involve me in it. Don't be like, oh, yeah, no, Benny. Yeah, no, this is, yeah. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Who was he again? What yeah. episode was that? Yeah. But no. Nah. Yeah. But no, nah, it would be absolutely phenomenal if we could get it to that level one day again. But um, I want to hit you with the, the questions that I ask everybody. And um, in every episode, I'd ask the same questions. What's your favourite radio? Uh, favourite radio in Australia would be Mount Isa has always been dear to my heart because I, I grew up there. Um, Calcadoon Park. Oh, Mount Isa. Uh, the old Mount yep. Isa, yeah. Let them out. 20-foot score. and Go at them. Yeah. Yep. And they were monsters too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was always a thrill. And... And I was I was thinking about this the other day, and and I've sort of been lucky. Like my kids, um, um, Leanne, she's been you know fortunate uh, to go on a the ride on the on the Toyota. You know when you're doing the the victory lap at Mount Isa, they you do the lap around Back the, the ring. Yep. Yeah, and it it was something that um, you know to to see or experience myself. But then I've since seen my kids experience it, and um, you know. Um. Yeah, it's sort of one of them things. I, mean, I know Leanne is because Leanne's uh, diagnosed with MS. She's um, doesn't write anymore, you know. But she, I guess, not so much lives her life through what we do. But like the kids, you know, like and she can. This bloody Jaden the other day. I think one of them said, "Oh, you know, you used to rap bit and goes." She goes, yeah, well, actually hold the arena record at me and Isa, mate. You need to, like... Yeah, yeah. pump up. Yeah. yeah. So, look, um, you know, it's Mount Isa's always one dear to my heart. I mean, there's been so many great rodeos, um, you know, that you go to and you just think, like Nebo, you know, massive crowd, good money, everything's great. Um, 
you know, and then you get the other ones at Bowen River. We go and camp out for a couple of days and cook a camp oven and just it's out in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Like yeah, but you just enjoy it. They they all have their own little things, you know. Look that you 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 get out of it, like um, you know. But like in the states, Pendleton definitely off the grass down that hill. It's just uh, something level. else. It's uh, Salinas yeah. is another one. I, I really like Salinas. It was, I guess, because I was um, I lived in California, so it was sort of. Um, big school. Oh, me and Gav Walker were sitting there just sitting watch watching them there run these steers way at the flat there and anyway I went first and I come back and said, Hey Gav, it's all right. It's actually pretty cool yeah. <laughs> You know, like we got excited about it and um I mean obviously I, I did all right there too. I sort of placed in a few rounds and placed an average so it was it was pretty good. But um you know, Calgary massive crowd, like it's just it's something to it's you know to sit there and watch that um well back in the day it was 50,000 they give away there but um you know to sit there and watch to get back to the you know that four man shootout like it's yeah. they've all got their own things like you know I was thinking about this question the other day and it's just like where do you go with it like it's uh where do you stop yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah like there's they've all got their you know different things so yeah there you go what uh what's a bit of advice you'd give to someone that's keen to start out um definitely go to a school be willing to listen learn and try and um good horses like you see so many people you know we have people come to a school and they go Oh yeah, I'm just learning to rope, and my horse hasn't roped either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wrong. <laughs> You're in some trouble. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, um, poor buggers, like you, you feel sorry for them, but um, you know, they're definitely, and it doesn't matter. You go and learn. Uh, how do you put it? Without being rude, I suppose. <laughs> um, someone will show you something. But then there might be a time to move on to the next level of yeah. competitor to make you better. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you'll get to the top, you know. So you keep looking and asking the, the better people. And you'll find that a lot of people that... Um, go to rodeos and rope and stuff and they're happy to help you know like they'll oh yeah they'll just show simple things you know I show people simple things a lot of times you're sitting there looking they've got a bit that's hanging halfway down the horse's mouth and like just do that bit up there two or three holes and that pull the bridle up in his mouth mm. poor bugger's trying to hang it up with his teeth you know something simple and then the horse will start going oh geez that was good yeah the other day I had um, Nick Trimble come to home and before the finals and him and Jade ended up second in that in that eights rope the other day and oh he was having hell I didn't say nothing I just kept letting him do his deal and anyway he was getting in and on top of him all over him 
I said, Nick, just let them turn the steer. I said, let the steer get out in front of you and then just ride ride to your cow and get your position and you'll rope it. Anyway, Darcy was sitting home. He said, that's the best one I've ever seen. He like roped five steers, bang, two feet, two feet, two feet. Darcy goes, I can't believe that that just changed his whole mindset, you know, and it was just simple. Mm. And I didn't have to do a thing. That's the the thing, like, it's more so, you know, and if if they can listen and and learn and, and do it, and then go, oh, that's okay. That's easy. I can see that. Yeah, that works. You know, and that's the biggest thing is trying to you know get the results. And yeah, um, but but definitely listen. Little steps asked. make big leeway. Yeah, yep. You know, you gotta you gotta watch people too. Like oh, you know, watch people even this morning in that sixes rope, and you know, a couple of the girls there, and I was. Nearly going to say something to him like, "Oh, it's not my place. I'm just riding the bike, just towing yeah. the dummy for him." You know, if they come and ask me or something, I'd probably help them. You know, but um, yeah, cost you nothing. No, just come and ask. That's it. Well, that kind of covers the next one as well. So, uh, advice to someone stuck in a rut because the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're stuck in a rut, you know, I always say like short memory. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look back. But if you do look back. Use it to drive you, you know. You use it to motivate you to be positive and go. Well, I'm not going to do that yep. because that's the thing. You know, you can talk yourself out of it as much as you can talk Quick yourself you into it. it. Yep. And I see it time and time again. Like, um, you know, I've done it myself. Done it myself. Bulldog and title one year at Tamworth. You know, like, what was I going to do? Just ride, ride up. Just ride up. And I've got to catch the steers. Ride up. Well, I gets off and cuts loose the saddle on his hips. <laughs> like, I didn't even hit the horns. Yeah. It was just like a mind blank. I just, yeah. you know, and I was like, what did I tell myself? Yeah. But psychologically, I must have just talked myself out of it. Like. Yeah. So it's definitely, you know, um, yeah, don't look back and like, move forward you got to you know progress is everything like and sometimes it uh might be you know and i say this to the kids all the time and you know at home you know we don't go down to rope 20 or 30 steers we might go and go down and rope five or six but you're open for a purpose and rope them properly yeah and go geez that was good practice that's me me you know you, you got to ride your you're good horse or something you go well He's had enough. Yeah, man, I can't, I can't top that. Mm. That was like um, Jace Land was at home at Easter time before he cut his fingers off, bulldog and steers, and he he run four or five steers. I mean, he just made some awesome runs. Like really, just I was, I just I said, mate, pull up. Yeah, that's it. That's all you Quit need. I said, high. your horse, your horse just <laughs> he licked it. You know, give you a good go. I said. Them steers were a bit strong. I said, you slid them suckers and just jerked them back and they landed in the middle of their back. I said, that's, you know, make as good a runs as that. And I said, you can't top that. I said, so walk away. I said, we'll come back tomorrow. I said, and you're going to be pumped and you're going to be motivated and, you know, tomorrow will be great. Yeah. Like, how good's that? Yeah, yeah buddy, yeah, definitely. Well, um, I do really enjoy this question. Um, who's your hero? Uh, or if if you don't have a, who's your idol? Um, that's it's a good question. I've actually thought about this one a bit too. 
Um, my dad's always been my hero. Like he was, you know, with without his, he doesn't say much. <laughs> but um, you know, he's. I guess every, every. I think everyone's father would be their hero. Like um, you know, but growing up as a kid, I had uh, Davy Johnson and Shane Connolly. They were best mates and rode bulls and hung out with mum and dad and um they were you know John O gave me my first set of chaps a link and big Shane annoyed the shit out of me for forever <laughs> but um you know then as I got older Neville McCarthy was um you know a hero um looking back uh you know you'd in the states, I had Joe Beaver and and Roy Cooper because I, you know, I was mad mad calf roper and, um, you know, I went to uh, Santa Maria, California. I was sitting there in my rope can. There's was, was about three rope cans sitting. There. I remember you telling me this. Yeah, yeah. And Joe's sitting on the rope cans, and I'm like, oh, geez, I need my rope. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me, Joe. Can I just get? Oh, oh, sorry. I was, you know, and um, that was the start of a, a great relationship. Like we, you know, I got to ride his horses in the northwest, and uh, when we went back in two thousand eight, we went went there. And Joe's been at home, you know, running school and stuff. Him and Mike Arnold, and and uh, you know, he was, you know, Roy Cooper. I mean, calf ropers. You took, you know, they're sort of. But um, them guys were. Pretty, uh, pretty up there. And there's actually one that's surprising when I was thinking about this the other day, because you know, as a kid, I was like I said, I was a bit thought I was going to be a bull rider. Donny Gay, I really, um, yeah, you know, I thought, man, that's me idol. Yeah, you know, I want to ride bulls like Donny Gay. Like, how good's this? Yeah. This guy's got it all going on. He's, he's at it. You know, he still but does. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. That, that's there. A lot of people's would be when you really break it down. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get into some rapid fire. Yep. And these are just straight up, first thing off the top of your head. Boom. <laughs> let's go. What uh best traveling music? Oh, I know they say these silly podcast thing in the <laughs> oh, silly comments last week, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no nah, country music. Oh, yeah. I grew up actually. Uh, my aunties and all that, uh, they're mad, like the white Yoakum fans and uh, old, you know, nitty gritty dirt band and all yeah. that. So I'd, anything that's old, anything that's new, um, pretty Crank much it. country music. That's Always it. have a thing that uh, I think, you know, when I'm going bad uh, or not doing any good, I've been listening to too much radio station music and so no, I get, enough country. get the country music back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Nice. I like it. What's your favourite jackpot event? Favourite jackpot event? It's, uh, I'd have to say the open roping, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Big guns kind of play. Yeah, big guns. Yep. Yep, nice. Favourite rodeo event? Favourite rodeo event? Oh, I'm a calf roper at heart. Yeah. I love bulldogging too, but yeah, calf roping definitely. Look out tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, favourite part of Australia? All over, I love Australia. Yep. Yeah, I've been. That's that's the only good part about uh, rodeo, I suppose. You know, 
I've been all over Australia and I could smell a practice arena out if I was, didn't matter if I was in Victoria somewhere, I'd find somewhere to go and practice or whatever. But um, the people that you meet, the places you go, the countryside you see, um, yeah, it's, you know, I love going to Darwin, them rodeos up there. But then I enjoy, like, we go fishing down at Brad Pierce's place at, uh, down when we were at Tumbarumba there, like, before uh, New Year's and stuff. So, like, on the bloody Murray River there, it's an awesome spot he's got there, Pierce. He's got a beautiful place. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, one of them things. Like, there's there's so many, you know, people go for holidays all over the world i suppose but we we have we have it all here exactly yeah yeah what's your poison oh bit of whiskey 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 goes all right oh yeah that's me too yeah Yeah. i can't uh i can't drink beer all day but i can drink whiskey all day (laughs) i don't last all day when i drink whiskey all day but (laughs) (laughs) that's it to uh to wrap it up and this is a monstrous episode. This has been awesome. I'd say this is... Don't quote me exactly how long Slips went for. Or uh, I'm pretty sure Slips out did Brendan's. But this we're up to two hours and 20 minutes. Really? This is flying too. <laughs> I didn't. I just looked down just before and I was like, wow, we're at the two mark. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to wrap up every episode, I asked for the definition of hustle. Because this is why I do this podcast, you know. Everyone's gotten down the road with no money in their pocket. They've paid their entries, paid their diesel. They've done what they got to do to do what they love. You know, you know, funds are always tight unless you, you you're lucky and you or you you're a good saver. You know, but funds are always tight in radio, and we do what we have to do to do what we love. So to wrap it up, what is your definition of hustle? Give it all you got. Um be smart about what you do and how you compete be calculated and and uh definitely don't back off yep the minute you back off i think you that's when you lose Might as well go it's, home. it's always you know I, I call it rope on rope on instinct it's when it's there it's there you you do what you do but yep. um but no there's been there's been quite a few times in my life i mean as in everyone's life Kerry Turner and I were sitting in Melbourne at a rodeo <laughs> eating a tin of baked beans thinking, geez, we better win something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I went to the States, had $1,000 and a and a credit card and I was there for eight days and won 12000 I was like, that was pretty cool. We got to the finish of the 4th of July. We'd been flying all around. We'd been with uh, Rope Myers and uh, Brian Fields and Gavin Walker and stuff. We'd been rodeoing and Sleepy rings up and says, oh, I'll find out the results results of Cody. And I was like, that was the only check I'd won out of, we did seven, eight. Oh, I forget. We went to a lot of rodeos. I thought, if I don't win some money here, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it cost us about 4000 for the week with everything. And, and I'd won, that's where I went third at Cody and won 4000 I was like, <laughs> Oh, well, Lucky. I get to stay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, but, um, yeah, it's it's one of them things, like, uh, 
it and it doesn't really, you know, shoot. I don't. I just don't like to lose. <laughs> Hustle to me is whether it's a two dollar jackpot or a ten thousand dollar one. Like it's going there for a reason. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm there to. I want to win me two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, get after it. That's it. Mm. Awesome. Well, that does wrap up the episode. Thank you very much, Ben. It's been great. It has. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Like, start off a little slow in that, and then you just opened up and just we just went at it, and it was it was cool. Like, I uh, can't thank you enough. Like, once again, you are Australia's most decorated cowboy. You know, to to sit down one on one for over two hours with you and and get some pretty deep stuff in. It's it's yeah. No, I I hope you know. Like after you know, I said I've been listening to a few of these things just because I've been doing a bit of driving last few weeks and there's a lot of stuff that uh you get out of it and, and hopefully like you said hopefully that you know if there's one person out there that gets some benefit out of you know what we've got to say and listen and take it in and, and it makes their life better and um they go ahead i'm more than happy and and uh very grateful that i've, I've helped them out so yeah mm. awesome now once again thank you very much and um good luck for tomorrow but not only tomorrow Look for the finals. <laughs> Go at them. Four rounds. We'll be trying. You bet. Yeah, Definitely. Th- thank you. If you uh, if you do end up going to the, uh, well, I don't know, I point saying this because I won't get it up in time. <laughs> I was about to say, if you do go to the finals, make sure you duck down and see Shane introduce yourself. But I'm not going to be able to get this edited because I've still got another episode beforehand to get uploaded. That's no, all cool, mate. Unfortunately. But uh, yeah, good luck tomorrow, mate. And yeah, show us how the old fellas do it. <laughs> we will. Thank you. You bet. Cheers. See you, mate.